0: Aren't you grateful for that this evening? I'm so glad that we don't worship a God in a a creed or a dogma or some educational program. That man tells us this is the way to approach God, but he told us you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Amen, what a privileged people we are tonight because we have been made free. Amen, amen. The world's in bondage. You know, America's desire to be free has actually brought their self into bondage. That's exactly right. They have chained their self up. They can't be free for nothing. But we're the true free ones tonight. Amen. 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 Do you love him? Amen. Is this thing a whining or something? Oh, my Lord. I long for the day there won't be no more microphones? Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you richly. If you have your Bibles this evening, turn with us to the book of Joshua. We want to read from Joshua, uh, starting at chapter 2, verse 1. We... Preaching the name of the Lord Jesus and count it an honor to be here tonight. We appreciate Brother Donnie asking us to, to minister. We trust something will be said to help you. It's just a, a real simple thought, but that's really the only kind I can preach. But I, I trust it'll be a blessing to you. But we we'll want to read from Joshua chapter two, starting at, at verse one. And we'll read verse one and pray and then be seated and maybe just read a wee bit more. But do you love him tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord The Bible says this And Joshua the son of Nun Sent out of Shalom Two men to spy secretly saying Go view the land even Jericho And they went and came into the harlot's house Named Rahab And lodged there Now just keep your Bibles open And we'll just have a word of prayer I want to speak to you for a few minutes this evening Until the last one comes Until the last one comes. Heavenly Father. We love you Lord. We want to thank you for all that you've done for us. Lord I pray tonight that you could. Take this simple thought Lord. And break it to the hearts of your people. That we may see ourselves more clearly Lord. And what it is you want us to accomplish here on this earth. Bless you, children, tonight, Lord. Those that are sick and afflicted, little Jonah there, Lord, that's sick tonight, may you just move for the little fellow, God, raise him up, we pray. Others, Lord, in need tonight, Sister Erica, different ones, dear God, may your spirit just move for them, Lord, because you are our healer, and we look to you, Lord, and we believe. Lord, we thank God for doctors and medicines and injections and all these things, but Lord, I'm so glad when they say they can't help us, we know someone who can Lord we thank you for that tonight I commit this congregation and myself into your hands for your glory in Jesus name God bless you saints you may be seated Now I want to read just a little bit more starting at verse 9 as we lay a little background And she said unto the men I know that the Lord hath given you the land and that your terror has fallen upon us And that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you For we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings and the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sheon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God, in heaven above and in the earth beneath. Now, therefore, I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token. And that you will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have. And deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, our life for yours. If you utter not this our business, And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourself there three days until the pursuers be returned, and afterwards you may go your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of thine oath which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. And Whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our hand, our head, if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this our business, then we will be quit of thine oath which thou hast made us to swear. And she said, according unto your words, so be it. That's, that, that needs to be our attitude. According to thy word, O Lord, so be it. Amen. And she sent them away and they departed and she bound the scarlet thread. Amen. May the Lord have the blessing to the reading of his word. Now we find that Israel was on the move they had with them a pillar of fire. They had the great general Joshua. And they were moving towards their promised land. Sounds exactly like us. And they passed over the borderline of Jordan River into the Palestine. And Joshua sent two spies into Jericho. And one place the prophet said there were two preachers. And another place he said there were two tape boys. And these men had the message of Joshua. They had the word of Joshua. And they were loyal to Joshua. Amen. They had the same vision. They had the same goal. They had the same purpose. They had the same objective. They had the same anointing. And they go into Jericho and they come up to the home of Rahab. And now let's just picture her for a few minutes. The prophet said Rahab was young and she was beautiful. And she had been trapped into a life of prosecution, of prostitution. And she was a Gentile. And the prophet said that she was rotten to the core. Sounds like a lot of our lives at one time. And there was nothing that she had to offer. The messengers that came to her house had come there not by her merit, but solely by the grace of God. And the spies, these preachers, the prophet said, "Another place. There must have been some tape boys in there somewhere that slipped in somewhere for the predestinated seed. You see, the Bible said that the sons of God they are led by the Spirit of God. Now, why of all the houses in Jericho did they go to her house? In all the houses that was upon the wall, why did they go to her house? Because she was predestinated to receive the message." The prophet said anyone who knows anything about the Bible knows that that harlot was predestinated. She sure was. She did. The Bible said she perished not with them who believed not. That's right. But she believed the message of the hour. And I say to you tonight, my brother, my sister, why has the message came to your house? think about it tonight why has the message came to your it's not by our marriage but it's by the grace of Almighty God amen but why has the message become to your house because we were predestinated to receive this message amen <laughs> hallelujah we're not Baptists. we're not Luther we're not Catholic we're sons and daughters of God birthed by the Word of God amen and placed in this hour to overcome this age that the world may know he's the same yesterday, the day, and forever, not just in the life of Brother Brandon, but in the life of every true believer. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, saints of God, I tell you tonight, we should be the happiest people on the earth. In spite of our trials, in spite of our troubles, in spite of our sickness, we should be the happiest people on the earth tonight because God has sought us out by the message of the hour. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, it makes me feel good. I wasn't looking for God. You wasn't looking for God. He came looking for us, amen. amen. The first time I ever heard of this message was in 1966. I was just a little boy, three or four year old, and a man come to our house with a big old tape player and prayed the prophet's message. But even then as a little boy, what was it? God was seeking us out, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. God has sought us out by the message of the hour. And when Rahab got her first hearing of Israel and of a God that answered prayer, not only a God to pray to, but a God that answers back. I'm so glad, saints of God, that we serve a God, not a dead God of stone, not a God that we pray to and cry out to and lay before him, but yet he cannot answer us back. That's not the God that we serve tonight, that we cry out to him and tell him our troubles, but he has no ability to answer back or a God of someone's imagination. As I heard Brother David Siler say one time when he was in India and he saw a man packing around an idol, and Brother David said, he watched that man set the idol down and he worshiped it. And Brother David said, as I was watching that, I thought, I'm so glad I don't serve the God that I made with my hands, but I serve a God who made me with his hands, amen, the God we serve tonight. Not a dead God. Not a dumb God. But a God who hears our cry. He sees our tears. He said I'll never leave you nor will I forsake you. That's the God we serve tonight. The God that's able to answer back. For he said in that Jeremiah 33:3, call unto me saith the Lord and I will answer thee. Oh hallelujah. Amen. When she heard there was a God of miracles. A God who could perform miracles, who could dry up the sea, rain bread out of heaven. Her heart began to tremble. And when she got her first message from those two preachers, you see the first two pulls got her attention. But it was the third pull, the revealing of the word that brought her life. And quickly she heard, she believed, and she acted and when that word flashed across her path, not a message of just healing, but a message of life. God didn't send Brother Branham just to restore healing to the church, but to bring the life back into the church to restore the name of Jesus. For power in the name of Jesus. That's why Satan fought so hard to take the name out of the church and have the baptized in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost because he knew the power of that name in the hand of a believer. But what did God do? Oh, he was buried down in the dark ages. But God began to restore that church. And what has he done in the last days? He has placed the name of Jesus back in the church again. He said, I no longer call you church. I call you Brown, Mistress Jesus Christ. Oh... Brother Bram said, you got a kid named Ricky, change his name. You got a kid named Elvis, change his name. Because you take on the characteristics of that name. And Ricky means rat and Elvis means cat, I believe it was he said. Or something like that. Well, if that's true for Ricky and that's true for Elvis, is that not true for Jesus? That when we take on the name of Jesus, we take on the characteristics of that name. Amen. 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 Abram could never have be a father of nations under the name of Abram, but he met God, and what did God do? He changed his name from Abram to Abraham, and under the name of Abraham, he could manifest the father of nations because that's what his name meant. Oh, I do make a Baptist shout him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Quickly, quickly, she accepted it with all of her heart. Amen. And she said, give me a true token, one that Joshua recognizes. That's what I want. Don't give me just a religious covering. Don't give me just a bunch of do's and don'ts. I'm not even interested in what I can say about myself, but give me something that God recognizes. But remember, said, there is a token over there, the Holy Spirit, that belongs to God. It's his. And when I see that token, I will pass over you, a positive token. The Holy Spirit is our token. Therefore, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you've passed from death to life. That's all there is to it, because life is in you. And you can no more perish than God can perish. He said, give me a true token. The spy said, You know, we come through something like that ourselves. And God gave us a true token. He took the red blood of a lamb and applied that blood. And it brought us life. And it brought us deliverance. And it brought us safety. And it brought us assurance. And God spared us. They said, Now take this scarlet thread that you let us down by and hang it in the window. And it shall be to you not just a sign, not just a token, but a true token. And that true token, because she believed the report of the messengers, it was her protection, it was her witness, it was her assurance, it was her seal, it was her sign. The token was the identification that she belonged to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She believed and received the message. Listen to me. It's not enough to say I believe it. The devil believes it. Here not long ago, I was in the backfield praying for the young people. And while I was praying back there, it it just something prayed out of me. It said, are we just getting them to shout or are we getting them to Christ? And while I was praying, I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, go ask them. Are you in the message? Or is the message in you? You see, if you're just in the message, somebody can talk you out of it. But if the message is in you, all hell can't get it out of you because it's life. It's the token. It's the word of the hour. Amen. It's not enough to say, I go to word of the life I believe. That's just being able to read. You can't just say, I believe it. You must receive it and apply the token. The evidence that Noah believed And received the message from God Think about this Noah just didn't say I believe it But the evidence that Noah believed And received the message from God Was manifested in the ark that he built The ark he built was the evidence He believed the report Because he acted on it (laughs) Well I believe God's a healer But you gotta act on it well, I believe God gives the Holy Ghost. You got to act on it. The prophet said God gives the Holy Ghost to them who ask him. Are we willing to ask him? Remember that crippled man with the foot when Brother Branham was there in Jonesboro, Arkansas? And he come around there, you know, and the, the black girl was blinded. You know the story. And the Lord gave her back her eyesight. And there's a man standing there with a little twisted up foot. And he said, I know who you are, Brother Branham. I've been standing here three days in the rain just to be prayed for. But I believe now, whatever you ask God, God will do it. I don't know, God, we can't sit 45 minutes in a beautiful building, but this man was willing to stand not one hour, not one day, but three days in the rain just to be prayed for. What will God do in a situation like that when you're hungry for it, when you want it, when it's more than your very life, it's more than your popularity. It's, come on, somebody, when you want it and you're willing to to die out for it. I believe it. We must receive it. Amen. Brother Bram said, you don't come together yet. So we're not just yet to come together and talk about the message. They come together to apply the blood, to apply the token. Brother Bram said, don't come together and say, I believe it. Don't just come together and say, I believe it. But get beneath it. Get into it. Think of this. Judgment. Judgment could not strike Jericho until Rahab had come under the protection of the token. She had to come out of Jericho before God destroyed it because seed cannot perish with non-seed. He said, well, wait a minute now, preacher. You said she came out before destruction failed, but my Bible tells me she was up there on the wall. Yeah, but you see, When she come under the token, as far as God was concerned, she was already out of it. Oh, hallelujah. We may be here in Laodicea, but let me tell you, we are out of Laodicea. We are not a part of Laodicea. We may be here in this dark age, but we are not in the darkness, amen. We may be in a time of blindness, but we are not blinded people, amen. We are the children of the Most High God, children of the light, light bearers in the end time. Hallelujah. That's who we are. The Bible says she perished not with them who believed not. She believed the message of the hour. God could not destroy Jericho until she had come under the protection of the token. And I heard Putin or Putin or whatever his name is over there in Russia warned of a World War III global conflict as he issues nuclear threats. But I just want that old boy to know, it ain't the U.S. that's gonna stop him, it ain't the U.N. that stops him, it's you. He cannot push a button to release a nuclear warhead until this bride, hallelujah, is out of the way, amen. And the prophet said if they pushed that button before one ever struck this nation, we would be gone, amen. I ain't worried about Putin, or Putin or whatever, I ain't worried about him. I ain't worried about Biden, come on, somebody. That's not my headship. My headship is Christ the word. I'm from another kingdom. I got another leadership. I got another revelation. I don't have a digital ID. You saw where Canada says I shall need the digital ID. I ain't worried about a digital ID. I've got a spiritual ID. Hallelujah. Thank you, buddy. Hey, amen. I felt this quote. Prophet said, let me say this tonight. It's not, hey, amen. Let me say this, let me pick this up right here. Do you know, he said, let me say this. Do you know, it wouldn't be hard for this night to be the last night that Tennessee ever stands on the mouth. It wouldn't be hard for this night to be the last night that Tennessee ever stands on the mouth. She could be powder before morning and never, it wouldn't be anything alarming about it. No more than it's going, it's true. Or the whole world could just be powder by morning. The whole world Tennessee, by morning, could not even be on the map. Does that worry you? No. You know what that tells me? That tells me, if that's true, if Tennessee is powdered by morning, that last seed is coming in tonight. Hallelujah! That just means we're that much closer. That just means we're a few hours away. Somewhere in the world, the last seed is gonna come in before this nation, before this state ever becomes powdered. Hallelujah, because the wrath of God will not fall until the last one comes in. Until the last one comes in. So all you that's nervous over the Fox headlines, don't be nervous. Just believe the report. Just receive the report. The said there's just a few more. There's just a few more. You might be the last one that's ordained to come to Christ. When that last one comes, judgment strikes. It's lacking one thing yet and that might be you. It might just be you. A young person sitting in our pews, an old person that's never really surrendered, it just might be you. You might be the last one that's ordained to come to Christ. And when that last one comes, judgment strikes. It's lacking one thing yet, and that might be you. Will you receive him tonight, he said, while we wait? Ezekiel thirty-four eleven says this, For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock in the day that he's among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. I will seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all the places where they have been scattered in a cloudy and a dark day. I will seek them out and I will deliver them from all the places that I find them in. Where did he find you? He found me in a barn. Where did he find you? <laughs> A shepherd seeking out his shattered shattered sheep in a day of darkness, in a day of cloudiness. God said, I will seek out my sheep. I will search for them in a dark day, in a cloudy day. Just before judgment, there will still be seed that must be sought out. Ain't no time to quit. Ain't no time to fold our hands. Ain't no where, well, we're in a good church, we beautiful church, we can rest a while. Ain't no time to sit back. Just before judgment, there will still be seed that must be sought out. God is a spirit. How will he accomplish this? He said, I will search out my sheep who have scattered in a dark and cloudy day. I will search out my sheep, not somebody else's sheep. Not the devils, but my sheep. How will he accomplish this? God is the spirit. You remember Jesus when he stood there looking out upon the harvest. He was the Lord of the harvest. He said, the harvest is ripe and the laborers are few. Pray you, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send laborers into his harvest. In other words, pray to me that I will send laborers into my harvest, which I'm just telling you, it's such a A needy thing. Laborers. God's a spirit. How will he accomplish it? Laborers. You see, God made himself a co-partner to accomplish this work. Let me say that again. God is a spirit. He has no hands. He has no eyes. How will he accomplish it? He has made himself a co-partner. The prophet said making himself with man so bound together that he only works through the agency of man. He chose man to work for him. He could have chose the sun to preach the gospel. He could have chose the wind or the trees or the stars or a tape player. But he chose man. He chose man. And he veils himself inside and hides himself from the unbeliever and reveals himself to whom he will He could have chose the sun, the moon, the stars, the wind. But what did he do? He chose you. He chose me. He chose us. He co-partnered himself with us. Oh, saints of God, let your light shine. Let your light shine. Bring your light to the darkness. Is that not what he done for us? When we were young, he called our names. We tried to run from him, but still he came. He stepped into the darkness and called us to his light because that's the kind of God that he is. And he has co-partnered himself with you, with you. I didn't get too many amens out of that. but. But the part of it lays in human beings. Do you believe that? Thank you. The kingdom of God lays within the human being. Jesus said in one place, I'm the vine, you're the branches. The vine can't bear the fruit. The branches in the vine bears the fruit. God God cannot bear fruit of himself. It's got to take the church, is that right? He's got to take you, you branches, to bear fruit. And when you branches are yielded to the vine, then fruit comes forth. You see what I mean? God wants your hands. God wants your eyes. God wants your tongue. He wants your lips. He wants your ears. He wants your hands, your feet so that he can bring forth fruit through you. God seeking out his sheep, using his body on the earth to do it. Who is that body? It's you. God seeking out his sheep who have been scattered in a dark and cloudy day. What is he using? His body that's on the earth now. What good does it talk about a historical God? We need a present tense God, like the little boy when the storm came and his mama said, "Well, honey, God's with you." He said, "But mama, I want a God with skin on him." Don't give me a God of history. Don't give me a God of two thousand years ago. Give me a present tense God who's an ever-present help in the time of trouble. Hallelujah. God sticking out his sheep, using his body on the earth to do it you see brother Burnham said we are bone and flesh of jesus christ we are his bones and his flesh spirit of his spirit life of his life flesh of his bone of his bone flesh of his flesh you are him the only jesus elizabeth will ever see is the jesus you bring to walmart the jesus you bring to sonic come on somebody He has veiled himself once again as he done before. He veiled himself God. The invisible God became visible when he veiled himself in a body called Jesus. Now that same God has veiled himself in another body. It's called the bride. She is the evening light. The evening light is more than just the name of a tabernacle. It's more than just a quote book. It's more than just a tape. Come on, somebody. But you are the evening light. said I'm the light of the world then he said you're the light of the world he said all that my father hath given me shall come shall come that don't mean could be hope so maybe it means they coming shall come to me and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish Amen. they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. God said there ain't a devil in hell they ain't an organization, they ain't a government, they ain't a stipulation. There's not a mandate, there is nothing that can take my people out of my hand. I paid the price for them. They belong to me. The evidence is the scars is in his hands, amen. These are my sheep and my pastor. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My father, which gave them me is greater then all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Whew. You know, I've said this before, but it just comes to my mind. I'm at the age that I lose things. Well, don't you laugh at me, you will too if time stands long enough. I lose my keys. Find them in my pocket. Lose my glasses, find them on my head. I don't know none of you do that, so y'all pray for me. But you know, we're not in his pocket. We're not on his shelf. We're not locked up in his safe. But where are we? We are in his hand. He knows exactly where you're at at every moment. Hallelujah. He's sitting at the right hand of God tonight doing his mediator work. And when that last soul is saved, that was redeemed and seen and known by God before the foundation of the world. When that last soul is saved, that closes the book. And the lamb comes and takes the book out of the right hand of him that sits upon the throne. Then he's coming. Then he's coming to the earth. When that last one comes in, he closes the book and calls for his bride. Oh, God. But God will put his whole program on hold until the last seed comes in. Think about that. The love of God. He will put his whole program on hold because he'll not lose one seed. And whenever name that's on that book that was placed there before the foundation of the world comes forth, he closes the book. He closes the book. And he calls for his bride. But he'll put the whole program on hold until the last one comes the love of God, the love of God. I don't know about you tonight, but that humbles me to think, Brother Joel. Brother Tony, that humbles me to think that he would do that for me. So we wonder why the revival's not going on right now. Why we don't see enthusiasm with the people. I I don't know why, but let's just think, what if it's like this? Maybe there's a little boy in here tonight or a little girl born over in Seattle, Washington, and that book holds her name. And he come to redeem whose names is on the book. Redeem means to bring back from where it fell from. And in the human race, she was fell, and she can't accept it now. She's too young. So the church will slug right along. Just play along. We'll have meetings and so forth till that last person is brought in. Then that book is closed. There's no more added then. It's all over. When that time will be, none of us knows. But let's just keep doing all that we can do to his glory until the time is over. Let's just keep doing all that we can do. We don't know who that person is. They may already be in. We're just waiting his coming. We do not know. It'll never be revealed to man the time of his coming because not even the angels of heaven knows when it's going to be. But we're just looking for it at any time and waiting and watching for his coming. The wrath of God never fell on Jericho until Rahab and her family were under the token. When she came under that protection, then the wrath came down. And the prophet said, We're looking for the coming of the Lord. And as a song said, We're seeking out that little lost sheep. And he won't come until the sheep's in. Everyone has to be in the foe. He won't close the door until the last one comes in. The spies told Rahab that is under the protection. Everyone that is under the protection of this token will be spared. And what did it do to her? It throwed her into action. Said if you're out from under it, we're not responsible for anybody that's out from under it. And Rahab, oh my, Rahab, ever predestinated seed in here, you go out there and go to hunting them. Notice who was commissioned. Notice what Rahab's commission was before the wrath fell. What was her co- commission? To get that predestinated one. Not the prophet, not the evangelist, not the two spies. They told Rahab, you go do it. Who does Rahab type? Every one of us. Go get that predestinated one. Go get your daddy, your mother. We just come out from under the atonement down, down in Egypt. We, we just come out under the atonement down in Egypt and everything. We didn't have under that token Paris Rahab. I'm giving you a sign. It's a token. Oh, church, I say tonight, we got a new building. It's beautiful. It's wonderful to stay here and to be a part of this. It's so wonderful. But with the new building, let's make a new commitment to not be idle, not to mark time as we used to do in the military, but to keep marching, keep looking, keep seeking, keep testifying, keep witnessing, keep bearing light, keep laboring, keep working, keep going. Find that last seed. It may be your mother, it may be your father, it may be that wayward boy that's been in and out of jail, but don't give up on them. Keep believing, keep pressing, keep praying, keep marching. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yes, let's yield ourselves. You see, God, I'm so glad God don't need my ability. I ain't got none. I'm so glad that God don't need my education. I can't even pronounce half the words in the Bible. You say, my God, you worked in surgery, but I, I learned by repetition. But I'm so glad it's not based on education. It's not based on the GED. It's based on G-O-D. It's not my ability. It's just not what I can do or what I can think or what, but it's how I can yield. You see, God, don't you, well, Brother Darrell, I'm not Brother Donnie, and I, I'm not Brother David Siler, and I'm not Wayne Lawson, or I'm not an idiot, ed- but you don't have to be. Just be what God made you. Everybody has a place. Everybody has a position. Find your position and stay in it. And the body will operate the way it's supposed to operate. You swell if I was somebody big. But God don't need something big. He just needs something yielded. He can use a teenager. He can use a young girl. He can use a grandmother, a grandfather. Come on, somebody. Sure, he can use an evangelist. Sure, he can use a pastor. But he can use a housewife, a painter, a policeman. Hallelujah. Amen. Just be yielded vessels that the master can take into his hand. Brother, minister, brothers, I'm sure with you this morning, I'm trying to hunt out that last sheep. It might be in Phoenix this morning. I don't know. But when that last one comes in, then the shepherd will close the door. So we just sain until the last one is singed out and Jesus will come. How do we know who they are? We don't know, but we don't have to know. Just throw the net and bring it in. God will get what belongs to Him. God knows which one a rainbow trout. You say, brother Darrell, this nation's burnt over with the gospel. It's just burn over territory. I know that. I know that. I remember as I first started out preaching, you could preach this message, and the, I remember the altar would fill up with people. And now you can preach yourself to death, and people hardly move, seemed like. I know it's burnt over. Yet there has to be gleaners. There has to be someone who can go backwards and forth preaching, searching, calling, looking, seeking until that last one has come. Somebody that'll glean the field. Somebody will go back and find that one wheat that's been bruised, that's been trampled on, that's been neglected, that's been overlooked and said, brother, you can make it. You're a part of this. God loves you. Yeah. Well, brother Darrell, I've failed. I've messed up. We've all failed. We've all messed up. That's what makes his grace so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm so glad Father's got a hold of our hand. Amen. Do you love him? When the last one comes in, then the word will not be effective anymore. When that last one comes in, the word will lose its effectability. It'll be like casting pearls before the swans, over the whole earth. But while the word is still effective, let's take that sword and go to the heart of our enemy and let's cut loose those he's chained and those he's bound and the those he's put into the cage. We have been given the key, hallelujah. You have the authority to unlock, to loosen, to bind by the word of reconciliation through the ministry of reconciliation. And every prison door that Satan tries to lock somebody in, you can unlock that door, hallelujah, by the key that's been given into the hand of the believer. I give you the keys to the kingdom. And whatever you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. Whatever you bind on the earth, I will bind it in heaven. Hallelujah. Do you love him tonight, friends? Several years ago, Sister Sylvia Bailey wrote a little poem, and they Put it on a plaque. Gave it to me when I was working with the young people. I've still got it in my, in my study. And it says these words. No greater gift can grace the hand than precious seeds of life you hold. Servants chosen of the master. Workers in the fields of souls. You see, you possess precious words of life you say brother Darrell I'm not a preacher I'm not a missionary I'm not an evangelist maybe that's true but you see that may not be your field neither was Rahab Rahab wasn't a preacher she wasn't a prophet she wasn't an evangelist she was just a woman but you see her life was her sermon let me say that again her life was her sermon and I'd rather live a sermon than preach one any day any man can put some quotes together and preach it but it takes a real believer to live it you see sister you'll never stand behind a pulpit and take a bible and preach a message but your congregation may be your children it may be your neighbor it may be that lady at Walmart just the way you dress and the way you conduct yourself, and let me tell you, sisters, I appreciate, I appreciate your sacrifice, the way you live, the way you carry yourself. And God bless you. I want you to know the prophet that God said, "In the eyes of the Lord,
1: you're beautiful." I don't care what the world thinks about us,
0: as long as He's okay with us. You see, your field may be your community. Remember Isaiah? What would he say after his confession and the coals of fire touched his lips? He said, Then I here I am, Lord. Send me. Send me. And how many of you feel that way this evening? Lord, well, I, I, I I ain't no preacher, Lord. I, I can't take a text and preach. I, I'm not a brother Donnie. But Lord, here I am. Send me, Lord. <laughs> Let me testify. Let me testify to the lady at Walmart. Let me testify to anyone that I can. Let me do something. Let me do something for the Lord. I'm not asking to be a preacher. I'm not asking for that, Lord. But if I'm a farmer, let me witness to other farmers. Let me witness to the man I sell my grain to. If I'm a carpenter, let me witness to other carpenters, other contractors. Let them see you. In me. Sometimes, sometimes it's not even what you say, it's just how you conduct yourself. I remember one night I was coming out of Virginia and I preached hard and my stomach was hurting really bad. I had chills in my arms, it was just hurting. And I was coming in, it was late at night, I was driving home and I stopped at a convenience store. Get some milk. I thought it might settle my stomach a little bit. It was just hurting so bad. And I walk up to get the milk and I walk up the counter, and there's a, a girl standing there with a dog collar on with spikes. She had purple hair and different color, green and all. And I set the milk down on the counter. And you know what she said to me? She said, You're a holiness preacher. I had on t-shirt and the blue jeans. She said, You're a holiness preacher. I said, that's right. I said, how did you know that? She said, I don't know how I knew that. And I said, you have a real good evening. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, Jesus didn't wear something to make himself different. He was just a man of men. We don't have to turn our collar backwards and a big cross on her. But just let love of God flow from our lives. There's plenty of empty chairs here. Let's go find someone.
1: It might be that person you go to school with.
0: Let me do something. Let me testify to the insurance man. Let me testify to the paper boy. Let me do something, Lord. Let me go into the neighborhood and find favor with with my sister here next door who's evil and wrong. Let me give her a testimony with sweetness. The prophet said, listen, we're at the end time. What I say that with reverence and respect as these last couple of minutes is floating by, look what God, to my opinion, will do, must do, and will do in this last day is to find a tool for the harvest. He's got to find a tool for the harvest. He's got to find a tool to thrash the floor. Any farmer, when he goes to the harvest, he has to have a tool to do it with, certainly. He's got to have a sharp sickle or something, some instrument to thrash out the grain, and the harvest is ripe. God, take us in your hand. Make us bond servants of your love. Use us for tools to bring the realization to the sinful, cursed earth that we're living in today that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In this day of gross darkness. Don't be afraid. To let your light shine. Don't be afraid. To let your light shine. Take your light. To the darkness. And if you find that one soul. It might be the last one. But if you find that one soul. The prophet said your name would be associated with them That's right. throughout Amen. eternity. Amen. Do you love him tonight? Amen. How many? Are, maybe it's different. I just failed to go this way, but how many tonight would say, Lord, yeah. here am I, Lord.
1: Use me. Let me be so full of you. Let me be so full, my saucer is overflowing. Yeah. Yeah. Let your life, let your love, let your kindness, let your long suffering, not just out there in the world, Lord, but to my wife and to my husband and to my children, to my wayward family, to our brothers
0: who are not here, to our sisters who are not here. Rahab went out. Search them out. She got her father. She got her mother and all that they had. Got her brothers and her sisters. Brought them all in under the token. And when the wrath fell, the prophet of God said she never even got excited. She just sat there and read a few good scriptures. And when it was all done, Joshua told them two spies, now go get her and bring her out. Oh, friends, let's claim our families. Let's claim our children. You don't have to shove it down her throat. Just be sweet and kind. Just be salty. Because there's something about salt that makes you thirsty. A man told me one time as we closed said the greatest compliment that I ever had when I was at work and someone come up to me and said you know I know we don't believe alike but I want you to know every time I get around you I feel the presence of Jesus Christ. Greatest compliment that we could ever be given is not that we can quote the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. If you can, God bless you. But may the greatest thing it's ever said about us was that
1: someone saw Jesus in me that my girls could say I saw Jesus in my daddy.
0: Yes. Yes. I saw Jesus in my brother. Yeah. Yeah, it's all said and done. What are we really here for?
1: Right, <laughs> to be a nightmare. <laughs> that the world may know that He lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I say to you
0: tonight let's make this commitment a new building. A new era in our, in our church history, then let it be a new time of renewing and commitment and reconsecration and rededication. <laughs> Amen. Do you love Him tonight? So let us work. Brother Harry, come, brothers, come. Let us work till Jesus comes. Let us work until that last one comes in. Amen. It may be here tonight, friend. It may be you. You may be sitting right here. It may be over in Africa. It may be over in France. It may be down under the underpass. I don't know. You don't know. But God does know. And all he needs is someone. I remember a few years ago, I was in a, a meeting in Nicaragua. We were going to have a prayer line, but there was just so many people to pray for. So I told the people, I said, let's just, we'll just have one mass prayer for everybody. We'll just lay hands on one another. I said, just lay your hands on one another. We'll just have one prayer because the Bible said, these signs shall follow them. that believe they shall lay their hands on the sick. I said, let's just lay hands on one another. And just as I got ready to pray, I looked about halfway back and about a crowd of 600 people, I suppose. And I looked about halfway back and there was a sister had her hand up. Something spoke to my heart and said go lay your hand on her and I jumped off the platform and went back there And By that time I hadn't started praying so people were looking to see why I hadn't started praying and So I went back to where she was and I just she had her hand up and I just reached up and touched her hand like this And we started praying and the people started praying And when the service was over I was outside and the sister came up and wanted to talk to me She said tonight when you told the people to lay hands on one another She said, nobody laid their hand on me. And she said, I thought, Lord, what's wrong with me? That nobody would want to lay their hand on me. And she said, I started crying because she said, I just wanted someone to care. I just wanted someone to pray for me. And she said, I said,
1: Lord, why won't nobody lay their hand on me? And she said, a voice spoke and said, I'll lay my hand on you. And said, That voice no sooner spoke than you put your hand in my hand. Am I Jesus? Of course not. But he used me to touch her like he'll use you to touch someone else. Do you love him tonight?
0: Let's just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm not a great speaker, Lord, but in my heart
1: I have a desire to help someone to find that troubled soul that young person that's struggling. And oh God, I pray tonight,
0: may we realize, Lord, you don't need a great education. You don't need someone with a lot of money. You just need a housewife, a farmer, a painter, a policeman, a college student, high school student, a young person, a father,
1: a mother, There's someone, Lord, that you can get into your hand. That you can live through them.
0: Express yourself through them. For all you was, you poured into Christ. And all Christ is, he has poured into his church. Then, oh God, may we go forth, Lord. Father, not everybody's been called to stand on a street corner. Not everybody's been called to stand in a pulpit, Lord, to travel in other countries. But, Lord, our field could be in our own backyard, in our own school, in our own home. But, Lord, wherever it would be, may we be faithful, Lord. Grant it tonight, Father. If you hear saints, I just wonder if you just raise your hand and say, Brother Darrell, that's the way I feel, too. I, I just want to be an instrument. I just want to yield myself to him. I want to be the Rahab for my father, for my mother, for my brother, for my sister. I just wonder if you just slip your head up and say, Lord, here I am. I surrender to you tonight, Lord. God bless those hands. Young and old. Oh, God. You see the heads tonight, Lord, of your children. God, we yield ourselves to you tonight. If there's one here, maybe you've just been around this thing all your life. You've never really surrendered to the Lord. Maybe this sermon was for you tonight. Maybe the Father's seeking you out. And I just wonder if maybe you've drifted on Him or you're not exactly where you need to be with the Lord. I just wonder if you just slip your hand up and say, Lord, I hear you speaking to me tonight. Would there be one? Yes, God bless that hand. God bless that hand there, yes. God bless that hand there. God bless that hand right there, yes. Amen. God bless that hand there. That hand, that hand, that hand. God bless that hand there. That hand there. God bless that hand there. Oh Lord God, giver of every good gift, the author and finisher of our faith. You see these hands tonight, oh God. Oh Lord, may they truly just surrender to you, I pray. God, bring them safely through the door of the foe, we ask tonight. Father, if we're cold and we're indifferent and we just drifted or we've just, we've just hit a snag, Lord. Oh, God, send a charge tonight from thy throne. Rejuvenate, Lord. Revive, renew, refresh, Lord, your people again, God. Let the fire fall upon every heart, upon every home, Lord. Shake this community once more, oh, God, we pray. Through the lives of your people. We commit ourselves into your hands, Lord, for your glory. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen.
1: Here I am, here I stand, Lord, my life is in your hands, Lord, I've to see your desires revealed. It's Take my heart, take my life as a living sacrifice. All my praise, all my praise, Lord, I bless. Myself away, so you can use me. I give myself away I give myself away, so you can use me. My life is not mine to you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. Oh, my life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself, I give myself away. Oh, Lord, I surrender to you I, God. I give myself away. So you can use I give myself
2: for, you sacrificed your life so I could be free, I could be whole, and I could tell everyone I know, you thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life, you thought I was worth keeping. You cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. You sacrificed your life so I could be free. I could be whole. I could tell everyone I know. You thought I was worth saving. You came and changed my life. I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for You sacrificed your life So I could be free I could be whole I could tell everyone I know You thought I was worth saving i your life so I could be free I could be whole I could tell everyone I know you thought I was worth saving you came and changed my life you thought I was worth keeping thank you Lord you could leave me up inside you thought I was to die for Tell
3: I could be free, I could be whole, I could tell everyone I know. Your life said I could be free, I could be whole, I could tell everyone I know You thought I was worth safe. will be And Jesus draw me close Every service has just been wonderful here, has it not? Yeah. So thankful for that. Just remember the service on Sunday as you go. Let's sing that Days of Elijah. I think it's B flat. Let's just sing this as you go tonight. These are the days of Elijah Declaring the word of the Lord THESE ARE THE DAYS OF YOUR SERVANT MOSES, RIGHTEOUSNESS BEING RESTORED and THOUGH THESE ARE DAYS OF GREAT TRIAL OF FAMINE AND DARKNESS AND SOUL WE ARE THE was worth saving so you came and changed my life you thought I was worth keeping you cleaned me up inside you thought I was to die for you sacrificed your life so I could be free i could be whole i could tell everyone i know you thought i was worth saving